T-Wolves stay red hot with their fourth road win in a row. I got the expert, Tyler Metcalf. He's going to help us break it all down. And it's all coming up next on the Lockdown Wolves Postcast. You are Locked On Wolves Postcast, part of Locked On Minnesota on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's up? Back in the lab, back at it. Another T-Wolves Postcast episode right here on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Network. You got myself, Luke Inman, at Luke underscore Spinman. That's the man, Tyler Metcalf. He's on Twitter, at TMetcalf. 11 and Tyler before we jump into all the action quick reminder tonight's episode brought to us by prize picks the fastest and most easiest way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100 all right man wow we'll start this one with a bang 44 to 14 after one quarter, most points they've scored in an opening quarter this season. It was also the fewest points they've allowed in an opening quarter this entire season. So they're up 30 after one. Blazers kind of chew into that. They cut it down by half. Wolves do what they almost always do. They win the third quarter, 33-25. Rest was history. Ant with 34. Cat with 23. Jaden McDaniels bouncing back strong with 17. And the Wolves stay in first place tonight. They move to 39-16 and 16 on the season. Kick us off, though, Tyler. What, what's like the, the headline read tomorrow? What were you know your top two or three biggest observations from this one? Psst. Anthony Edwards is a flat-out superstar. He's a stud. Um, I mean, he just took this game over whenever he wanted to. In the first quarter, he came out firing, um, is like 16 points in the first quarter, got whatever shot he wanted, uh, six of eight shooting, did whatever he wanted. Uh, Second quarter kind of faded, third quarter, early third quarter kind of faded, and that's where Portland kind of chipped away at it. It never really felt like the Wolves were in danger. But then to close out that third quarter, Anthony Edwards yet again was like, all right, let's be done with this. Um, I'm getting bored and you guys are hanging around too long. So I'm yet again going to get whatever shot I want and I'm just going to bury you. I'm finishing with 34 points, seven assists, six rebounds, a game high plus 36. He was absolutely dominant tonight. Uh, the 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 middle kind of portion of that game, you know, you'd like to see a little more efficiency and, Uh, a little more energy from everyone, but this was just kind of a game that best teams in the league constantly go through around this time of the year where they come out hot. They think they buried a team, young feisty team, you know, they slowly chip away. And then when it's time to just end things, they put them out of their misery uh, down the stretch and put them away early enough where they can kind of sit guys and rest them. And they did that this entire road trip. Yeah, shout out to Jeff via Michael Grady, which, by the way, I I just love our broadcasting crew. We get to watch every night. But the Wolves scored over 120 in all five games on the road. Like, first time in franchise history. Unbelievable. Um, I want to jump back here, though. You know, we're going to talk about this four-game heater that they're on. I want to jump to that here in a sec, maybe next segment. But let's just stick with this one here first. Talk to me about Ant just a little bit more, man. 34 points, seven assists, six rebounds. Like, stop it, dude. Lately, it, it just seems like when he gets going, 
he's virtually unstoppable. Like, how would you grade his game over the last few weeks from what you've seen? And and where did he impress you the most tonight? A lot to choose from. Yeah, and just that that willingness to consistently get downhill. I mean, I know he had seven threes tonight, but you know, three of seven, that's you know, just under 43%. That that's more than good enough for him because it opens up everything get into the lane and when he can get to the lane consistently we see him consistently get 25 plus 30 plus uh eight free throw attempts again tonight there wasn't a single player on the trailblazers who could keep him or who could keep him in front of them or even frustrate him from getting to his spot anytime he wanted to get to get a paint touch he got one and what that opens up is Euro steps, uh, deceleration floaters, uh, him going through contact, drawing fouls. Um, and then the more of those that he executes, the more defensive a- attention that he attracts, the more the defense collapses. And that's when he starts flaring it out to the corner to Jaden McDaniels, throwing lobs to Rudy Gobert, kicking out to Mike Conley. And that's where the assists jump from three to four to five, six, seven, eight plus. Um, so that that real just understanding of the situation reading the defense and that the game just really slowing down for him mentally over these past handful or you know handful of weeks has been so incredibly impressive yeah another shout out here i'm gonna give this one to random planet even though jeff had this one as well but first team in the in the league in the nba to 20 road wins 27 and 8 you can see it right there on the screen first the west it's insane let me give jeff some love as well he also got that one and and i guess why i bring that up is because i'm curious what you think that says about this team right now because first and foremost you got to win your games at home, right? Everybody knows that. But this is where the good gets separated from the elite. When you can win like this, and this, I mean, dare I say dominant at times, these last four games specifically versus some of the best ball clubs in the league as well. Um, this is where you really separate yourself from the good to the elite in this league. So what does this last little stretch say about this Wolves team right now heading into the All-Star break? Yeah, and the what was the saying that defense travels, and that's what we're seeing. The defense has been the identity of this team all year. They've been the best defense by a wide margin all year, and that's a big reason why they have the record they do, why they have the net rating that they do, that they have the advanced ratings that they do, um, because they have this identity that travels. Uh, you can't have a you know, rough offensive night. And we've seen that for quite a bit this season, but what we rarely see from them is bad offensive nights. So the, the 120 plus points in all five of these road games is awesome. But when you look at these four wins, 105 points, hundred points, 109 points and 91 points, most of those hundred points were in garbage time. That's basically four straight blowout wins, scoring 120 plus and holding your opponent to almost under 100 points. That is super impressive. And when we think about the playoffs, that's where I think this team is more than the real deal because when you go into an opposing arena, you know that that defense is going to be there. And Jaden, Cat, they might have brutal off- offensive nights. They may not be able to buy a shot, but we know at this point that that defense should be there night in and night out. How huge was it, too, to see Jade McDaniels bounce back from Tuesday's game? I think he went 0 for 7, something like that. 17 points tonight, though, and 
Five rebounds? Am I yeah. reading that right? Jaden McDaniels had five rebounds. He had more than two rebounds. I, Love it. I, I joke. I kid. I digress. But how huge is it, though, for them? And how much more dynamic, really, is this offense when they've got Jaden doing the things we saw him do tonight? Yeah, I thought what he did so well tonight was he still kind of had that willingness to shoot from outside, which pulls the, the the defense out, makes them respect him, forces, you know, a closeout in some form or fashion. But then he really started attacking those closeouts, taking the space that the defense was giving him. And we saw him with some really tough, tough adjustment finishes, uh, a couple big dunks. He was showcasing the handle a little bit. So that willingness to attack the rim and get into the paint and utilize that kind of short, mid-range jumper the floater the touch at the rim all of that opens up by that willingness to continue shooting so i i know the outside shooting is a frustration with him we'd love it if he was a 40 plus percent three-point shooter doesn't really seem like that's who he's going to be but he has to keep letting it fly because you know once every five games he's going to go five of six from three have that big game and the defense knows that they're going to have to keep respecting the shot and that's what it opens up everything for him inside the arc yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about, again, this this four-game stretch here, just because it's been so impressive now, just kind of when you look at the overhead kind of aerial view of what they've done. Eighth road win of at least 15 points this season. They had four all of last season. Coming into tonight, though, the last three road games, they were shooting 42% from three. They've been outstanding at taking care of the rock, which at times has you know, caused some fans to pull their hair out. 91 assists to 33 turnover ratio, assisted on 68% of those field goals. And the last four games now, we've seen some of the more... I should say better balanced scoring we've seen all year from this team. I mean, six players averaging 10 or more points per game. I guess when you hear some of those numbers right over these last four games, what sticks out the most or or what have you been most impressed with given not only the fact they've won all these games, but the fact that they've done it on the road every night and beat a couple really good teams in the process. I, the, I, I think it's the ball security that really stands out. Um, I know you like just looking at tonight's line, Anthony Edwards, one turnover. That's huge. Uh, a month ago, he was up around five or six uh, in this type of game. We would see, you know, 30 plus points, five rebounds, eight assists, but then four or five turnovers. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that's a killer because that's a quarter of the team's turnovers right there. And then, you know, accounting for eight to 10 fast break points. That in itself is an absolute killer. And that's so hard to kind of adjust the mentality. And um, it's a real testament to this team's maturity Um, all season after some of those rough games where they had, you know, near 20 turnovers and mantra and, you know, message to the media, the entire time was ah, we're good. We're fine. It's not a big deal. We'll figure it out. And, you know, some of that just feels like bravado and um, maybe, just a, a lack of awareness of mm-hmm. what the team is doing. But these last couple of weeks, it seems like they figured it out. So, you know, I kind of want to knock on wood here. Hopefully it's the real deal, but he's just kind of simplified things. And that spreads to everyone else because we've even seen cat kind of cut down. He had one tonight, one of those over the shoulder, horrible turnovers, but he's just the driving engine for everything on this team. And when he's taking care of the ball, when he's just making the simple read, making the extra pass, just making, taking what the defense gives him, that's really just infectious to the rest of the team. And they follow his lead. Yeah. Well said. Absolutely. 
15th time the Wolves have held their opponent under 100 points tonight. As we touched on, five straight games, all on the road, over 120 points scoring. So I guess my question is, if you had to pick one more impressive over these last four games, is it the offense or is it the defense? Because the defense, as you said, it's always the staple. It's what Chris Finch preaches. It's the identity of this team. But this offense as of late, maybe I'm being a prisoner of the moment, but dare I say, it looks like, it feels like a potential top 10 offense in this league. What do you think? Yeah, and it, the the offense is definitely the more exciting part because that's what we've been waiting for. There's, there's just too much offensive talent on this team for them to be, you know, a bottom third offense in the league. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of cop out here, but I, I think the most impressive is that they've been able to pair the two together where the offense is looking like a top 10 offense and the defense is still looking like, the number one defense. So the fact that they're kind of experiencing the best of both worlds at Milwaukee, at the Clippers, um, and then, you know, two games against a bad team in Portland, but right before the all-star break, one of those was a back-to-back, you know, one of those they could have easily dropped as just a trap game um, right before this break. And they came out, handled business by being super efficient on both ends of the floor. It's, it's really impressive and something that we really don't, we're not used to seeing from the Timberwolves going back, you know, almost to the KG era. Yeah. Wow. That, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a minute is what you're saying. It's been a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, just doing some box score scouting here, which again, I know doesn't always tell the whole story again. Ant leads the way with 34 cat 23. Jaden talked about hitting 17 Conley with 12 Rudy with 11 Nas Reed with 10 Morris with 12, who I do want to talk about here uh, in the next segment here coming up in a couple minutes, but you can take this any direction you want. Any other guy though, you think maybe deserves a little love and spotlight tonight. Yeah, we, we we talked about Jaden. Ant was obviously incredible. Um, I, I I thought Cap played really really well in that third quarter. Um, to to close out the third quarter, Edwards went on the big run, but Cat was holding his own. Um, I think he had a three in there. He had a dunk. He had a couple free throws. He had a big block where he walled up. Um, and drop coverage, stayed vertical, then just stuffed. Uh, the layup attempt. I, I thought I thought he was really really consistent. And then just another solid Kyle Anderson night, not big scoring numbers, but just doing all the of little the little things, things. Yes. just seven rebounds, three assists, you know, two points, but you're never really going to look to him for scoring. It's, it's the little things on defense, making that extra pass on offense, being in the right place at the right time. And he just looks like he's playing a little looser and a little more relaxed ever since the, the, the trade deadline passed. Well said. All right, plenty more deep dive from this one, including Monty Morris's new impact. And that's all coming up right after this. Tonight's postcast brought to us by our friends over at Prize Picks. Guys, Prize Picks, it's without a doubt the most fun I've had playing Daily Fantasy because you can win up to 100 times your money this basketball season. That means with as little as four correct picks, you can turn your $10 into a thousand and it's just so easy to play. I can make my picks and submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. This week, I've pretty much just rolled with Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns before every game and I've cashed in more nights than not. Plus, Price Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all season long. And with the Price Picks reboot policy, 
your entries stay in play. Even if one of your players gets injured and that makes prize picks, the only daily fantasy platform around that offers you extra injury insurance to give you that extra peace of mind right now. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use code LOCKDOWNNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's promo code LOCKDOWNNBA at prizepicks.com slash NBA for 100% bonus match up to $100. Okay, Monty Morris, man. A few games logged in a Wolves uniform now. 12 points tonight. Man, that was kind of fun to see. I asked Jack the other night, you know, when they made the move that day, when it was all still so fresh. But, you know, I'm still super curious of your evaluation. A small sample size we've gotten. But just what you think this dude's going to add over the course of this second half of the season. Uh, maturity, a uh, little bit of versatility, ball security. Um, it, it's Mike Conley light sort of um he, he's just never really going to force the issue he's going to play mm-hmm. within himself he's going to play within the system he's used to playing next to superstars so this isn't an unfamiliar kind of setting for him um we we saw how effective and important he was to those denver teams when jamal murray got hurt couple years ago uh with washington last year he was really really good so the the shot hasn't really fallen for him yet this season but he was hurt for the vast majority of the season so still trying to find his footing but career high 30s three-point shooter um really high assist to turnover ratio so just a a veteran who knows what to do and how to play out there so i i don't think he's going to go out there and be a big time game changer he's not going to win them games necessarily Mm -hmm. but he's never going to be the reason they lose was there a favorite kind of lineup that you saw favorite five guys on the floor with Morris that kind of caught your eye or, or maybe you really like the potential of that one more than some others? I, I think it's kind of interesting that Finch has run him out there with Conley a handful of times. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago before the deadline, Finch mentioned that he really liked a, a handful of minutes that Conley and McLaughlin were running together. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see that a little more, um, especially if they kind of maybe they get weird and go with the three bigs and those two guys. Um, but I, it, he's he's just really simple to put in there. What, mm-hmm. what, what I don't think can happen is really long extended minutes of no Conley, no Monte, and especially no Nikhil out there, which we've seen a couple times, but um, you know, obviously small sample size. So uh, I I just think he's going to be really easy to kind of gel and fill in wherever he's needed. Coach's dream, more or less. I mean, that's what you love for Coach Finch. Uh, How do you sum up what what this team has done in the third quarter this year? Like, think back to Monday versus the Clippers. L.A. ends the first half on that 7-8 point run. Harden hits a three right at the buzzer. They go up one. They got all this momentum. What happens? Wolves come out. They outscore them 40-19. to 21-point advantage in that third quarter on Monday night against one of the best teams in the league in their building. But, man, they, they've just been doing this all year long. Tonight, Portland cuts the lead in half. They come out. They stop the bleeding, outscore them by 8, 33-25. Why is this third quarter this team's biggest weapon? right now like what's the catalyst is it is it really just you know coaching by Finch making better adjustments than the opposing team is it is that the players just ramping up the energy a little bit more there's 
it feels like there's something tangible that has to be here, but I, I need somebody like you to, you know, help put your thumb on exactly what that is. Yeah. And I, I think it's really, it comes down to the coaching staff and them figuring out adjustments that need to be made uh, mm-hmm. where the Timberwolves have been lacking. Like we saw tonight where monster first quarter, they come out with an awesome game plan. They execute it to perfection and then kind of let off the gas a little bit in the second quarter and kind of give up a pretty big lead that was pretty unnecessary. Um, and, you know, to their, to the player's credit, it, it's a sign that they really respect and trust this coaching staff and buy into what they're being told because we consistently see them come out of third quarters, fired up, engaged, executing their game plan at a really high level. So when, when the coaching staff and from the player standpoint, it's really easy to keep buying into that stuff when you have, proof of concept over and over and over and over again so it's like okay well if these guys are telling me that i'm dogging it and i need to pick it up and oh look i do these two two different things uh in the third quarter and now we're back up by 20 in the blink of an eye okay i you know that that, that's buying credence with me and i i'm really kind of buying into what those guys are saying now yeah, well said. Uh, again, tough to find something exactly tangible to put your thumb on, but uh, that's about as good of a breakdown and explanation as you could ask. I, I just saw a stat on Twitter from NBA University. They ranked the most efficient half-court defenses in the league, Minnesota Timberwolves, number one, 0.94 PPP. Don't ask me what that means. I'm sure you could explain that one. But Okay, there you go. Yeah, easy enough. But what what do you see or what sticks out the most, I guess, when you watch this half-court defense? What What – what more so, what separates the T-Wolves from the rest of the league right now that they do better than anyone else? Uh, they have the best defender in the league, the best rim protector, and the best perimeter defender. That'll do it it's, right there. Yeah. I just the, the way that Rudy has controlled everything inside the arc this year has been incredible. Um, and the fact that he doesn't, that, that he's obviously more mobile than he was last year because he's healthy. Um, but allowed to kind of go out on the perimeter a little more show a little bit show and recover move his feet on the perimeter more than he was ever allowed to in utah because they had zero perimeter defenders there he had to just solely hold down the paint the fact that Jaden and ant and even cat's defenses stepped up significantly and conley's just really high IQ and Nikhil Alexander Walker is constantly getting over screens and causing mayhem. The fact that those guys are out there wreaking havoc on the perimeter and funneling the ball handler uh, where the defense wants them to go, it allows Rudy to just do even more and make even more of an impact. So they they have two, um, you know, I I think two pretty easy all NBA defenders in Jaden and Rudy and a guy that, isn't going to get any love when it comes to voting, um, but I think deserves more credit is Nikhil Alexander-Walker too. Mm, Love that. All right, one quick segment left. We'll talk about the Wolves' all-star break plans. That's all coming up right after this. Quick reminder, tonight's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What are some things you want to keep the same about yourself or about your life in 2024? Ask yourself where are you already crushing it? Maybe try ditching all the New Year's resolutions. Start expanding on what you're already doing right. Maybe that's organizing the closet or the garage. I know that's something that I'm always terrible about. Well, therapy, it can help you find your best strengths and 
It can help you maximize your own specific skill set so you can finally ditch all the extreme New Year's resolutions. Instead, therapy can help you make changes that really stick over the long term once and for all. If you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your time frame. And it's so easy, guys. All you got to do, you fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. It's time to start celebrating the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. NBA. Okay, so you think about Ant and Cat and Finch. They're all representing the T-Wolves, Minnesota, at the All-Star Week. What are you most excited about? Like the game, a specific competition, Cat defending his three-point title? What gets you the most jacked up when you think about this All-Star Week? I The the, the simple fact that there are going to be three Timberwolves How fun is that? Jer- jerseys, it, yeah. you know, it, representatives uh, yeah. on a prominent stage is just really cool. And the fact mm-hmm. that at the, I really like that Cat and Ant are both participating in one of the kind of side events I do too. too. Yeah. I think it's fun. You know, yeah. they're, they're they're treating it for what it should be. And it's a showcase where they go and have fun. Um, how how they'll perform, who knows? But. Anthony Edwards doing the skills challenge with Paolo and Victor. I think that's really cool. It's that's really cool. unique. Um, Cat mm-hmm. again doing the the three point competition. If he's you know gonna keep staking his claim to being the best big big man shooter right. ever, got to back. Got you, you got to keep backing it up. So right, right. It, it would be awesome to see him kind of be able to repeat in that too. Yeah, going to be a lot of fun. I, I asked Jack this too as well, but I'd love your take as as well. Uh, now that the dust has kind of settled here. How cool, how special is it for Finch and the Wolves? We get to watch him coach the All-Star game, the Western Conference team, next week, just a couple days, man. I mean, last week, even he said it. It still hasn't hit him yet. It's still pretty surreal. Just just so fun to be a Wolves fan right now, isn't it? It, Yeah, it, it it's incredible, it's um, especially when you look at his journey of coaching, like, random club teams in England, and now he's That's coaching the number one seed in the West. Um, I was covering the game where they clinched that for him and, you know, they, they doused him in water. They were all at everyone, every person on that team just had nothing (laughs) but glowing things to say about him and how much they respect him as not just a coach, but a person um, and really emphasized that they just, they, they know he's going to hate all the attention and all of it, but they're going to make sure he has fun. So it's just so well-deserved. Uh, Wolves get this nice long break now, full week off. Finch, Ant, Cat, they'll all be at the All-Star game. But everybody else, nice needed rest there at home. They come back with a seven-game homestand. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Seven-game homestand. They follow that up, by the way, I think with an eight-game road trip. It's at least seven. It's seven and seven or seven and eight. Um, but they come back after that big break. And they start with the Bucks, February 23rd. What do you want to see out of this nice break coming back from this team? And, and and let me ask you this too, part B, bigger picture. What do you want to see as far as any adjustments go in the second half of the season, just in general for this Wolves team? Yeah, and I I, I want to see more of this ball security and ball movement. Um, I you know, I want them to prove that these last couple weeks or last couple games weren't a fluke. Um 
that that Milwaukee win or game should and hopefully will be a big win. They just got they just lost to a heavily depleted Memphis team tonight. They're in shambles. They have three people going to All Star Weekend as well. So I don't think there are really any excuses to come out of All Star break and not have that be a big win at home. I think the atmosphere there on a Friday night could be incredible. Um, it would be awesome to see that win. In terms of adjustments and new stuff, I'm just really intrigued to see how Monty Morris continues to get in- integrated into this lineup because the rotations humming. They're looking really good. They're firing on all cylinders, whatever other cliche you want to throw in there. Um, so how are they going to kind of seamlessly integrate this guy who's a really solid backup point guard into a rotation that has been one of the best in the league all season? All right, last one before we get out of here. You and I haven't talked in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, five days ago, Patrick Mahomes won his third Super Bowl in four years, beating Brock Purdy in the Niners 25 to 22. Give me your pitch and your peat of the Super Bowl 58. So one high and one low. What do you got? Oh, boy. Well, I was pulling for the 49ers. You just say it, it would have. I think a lot of people were, man. I mean, so I, I, I'm a big Lions fan, so it would have made that loss a little That's easier. Right. You're the Lions um, guy. That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I, that I, one stung, man. That one stung. I, yeah. I was neutral. Um, I, I was just glad we got a phenomenal. That was one of the best games start really to finish. I, I've seen, you know, in the last five, 10 years, that was phenomenal. Uh, but for a league built on parody, Six more months of Mahomes, Kelsey, Taylor Swift, <laughs> and Chiefs talk. It's just, it's just really going to start to bore me, man. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I, I just want something new. Um, I, I, I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll say that I'll say the high was the the Jennings uh, pass back to the McCaffrey touchdown, um, and the low was the Dre Greenlaw Achilles injury, just that trying to run so on the field, brutal, dude. And now dude. I'm seeing all these video edits of Fred Warner crying on the sideline and. Oh. It's it's brutal. It's, it's brutal. like Nick Bosa. They show him like mic'd up, and he's like, "Did he just pop his ace? Uh, yeah, Achilles? Just, just shock. Like just in pure shock. You know, halftime of the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Just like, are you kidding me? Why us? Unbelievable. Um, all right, Wolves end the first half with four straight road game wins. They head into All Star break on an absolute heater. Tonight's final, one twenty eight ninety one. Their lead in the West stays at a game with the Thunder, Clippers, Nuggets all with the night off. Next game back, that comes on the, yep, 23rd, February 23rd. I wanted to triple check that. That'll be versus the Bucks and the start again of a seven-game homestand for the Wolves in the backyard at the Target Center. As always, huge shout-out to everyone that joined us and stayed up late for this one. Always love the feedback, the energy, the comments, the passion. Rest assured, we'll be back each and every game, same time, same place, right here to break it all down. Quick reminder, go check out all of Tyler's work on Twitter, at Team Metcalf 11. Anything new? Again, we haven't talked in a week or two. Anything new we should check out regarding the Wolves or just NBA general takers? Uh just the the whole team over at canishoopist.com has a ton of great stuff going up daily. Um, and if you're into the NBA draft, go check out noceilingsnba.com. We got awesome stuff going up there daily, too. Love that. Can't wait to check that out. And make sure you check out our entire crew on the Minnesota Basketball Party. That's each and every Wednesday. Jack Borman, Sam Ekstrom, uh, Gophers legend Ron Johnson, Carol Evans, Reggie Wilson. And don't forget, Ben Beacon. He's still ripping it up over on the Lockdown Wolves podcast. That's each and every day as well. That'll do it for us tonight. He's Tyler Metcalf. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. Until next time, signing out.